Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome into the show. It's been a couple of days since I've been in the New York studio, so I'm happy to be back. But that leads me to my first story because one guy who is not back and he has not been back for quite some time now is Conor McGregor. It's been close to three years since we last saw Conor McGregor inside of a UFC octagon. During that last fight of his, he broke his shin, which obviously means taking significant time off to rehab, which he did. Then last summer, we finally got a glimpse of Conor McGregor once again, coming back as one of the coaches of the Ultimate Fighter, looking very capable, coaching opposite of Michael Chandler, who we all knew they were expected to then fight in McGregor's return, that buildup on the show leading up to that fight. But here we are now are, a month away from what was expected to be that point, and we still have no word on when we're going to see Conor McGregor back in action. So the answer we do not have, and we are still asking the question, why have we not seen him? Well, Dana White happily answered that question when pressed about it following UFC 298 in Anaheim this past weekend. Take a listen. So you're saying there's a, there's a chance that Conor McGregor will not fight again for the UFC? I don't know. Conor McGregor's got a lot of money. And, uh, you know, anytime we get Conor, we'll be happy to, you know, we thrilled when, when he comes and fights. But um, money complicates a lot of things. He just filmed a movie. He's got to do the, uh, the press for the movie. And he's got obligations with that. And he does want to fight this year. But we'll see what happens. Well, Dana White pretty much just spelled it all right out for us. Conor is rich. He's filthy rich. According to reports, he's worth approximately $200 million. Could be even more than that. According to an article by The Sun, Conor McGregor recently said that he's actually worth closer to $650 million. So quite a range right there. Not sure exactly what it is. But we can take a look at his resume, what he's been able to accomplish so far. He's a movie star, founder of Proper 12 Whiskey, which he sold for $600 million in 2021. And finally, let's not forget why we're talking about this in the very first place to begin with. He's the highest paid fighter in UFC history. So, yes, money is on his mind when he's doing business. And that includes when he's negotiating what he believes he's worth for his return fight to the UFC. So far in his UFC career, Connor has racked up a cool $39 million, reportedly banking about $23 million of that in the July 2021 trilogy fight versus Dustin Poirier. So, you can compare that to some of his other colleagues in UFC and what they've made recently. A little bit, probably a year and a half ago, John Jones made his long-awaited return at Madison Square Garden. A huge show put on for everybody. That one was highly publicized. In that fight, he made $6.4 million for that main event. Much less, of course, than what I just mentioned, that $23 million that Connor made in the trilogy fight in July of 2021. Also, we can look at a fight that just happened this past weekend, UFC 298 in Anaheim. Alexander Volkanovsky, definitely one of, if not the most popular active fighter in the UFC, only made $750,000 for his main event headline fight. That was a flat fee that he was paid. He lost, but it wouldn't have mattered regardless. He wouldn't have made any more, even if he would have come in as the victor in that fight against Ilya Taporia. Now, the next highest paid fighter in the UFC behind Conor McGregor is Habib Nurmagomedov. He's now retired, uh, but he made about $23 million over the course of his UFC career. After that, it's not really even close. You have Alistair Overeem banking about $15.5 million. So all this being said, it's very clear Conor was and still is the king of the UFC. So how much is he asking to come back and does he deserve it? I do not really have the answers to that. 
I don't have the numbers. I don't know what he's asking. So therefore, I don't know if he is deserving of it. But here's what I do know. If you have FU money like Conor McGregor does, you have a lot less incentive to do anything that you do not feel like doing. Or for that matter, do anything for what you feel like is less than you deserve for what you're going to do. So Conor, what we do know, he's an absolute moneymaker for the UFC. And he knows this. Everybody knows it. Dana White knows it too, but that does not mean that Conor gets to call the shots. Conor will be just fine financially if he never fights another day in his life. And on the flip side, the UFC will be just fine if Conor never comes back at all either. So will it be a disappointment to fans? Yeah, of course it's going to be a disappointment to fans, but they're not going to quit being loyal to the UFC. It's a business, it's a brand that grows day by day, and nothing, not even Conor McGregor failing to come back is going to change that. Now, this is also another reason to look at it. He's not like LeBron James, for example, another great in the sports world, who is still chasing another NBA title despite being reportedly worth, at this point, about a billion dollars. Conor McGregor's never going to be champion again. He's a very smart guy, he's very realistic, and he knows he's never going to be champion again. He may not even win the fight if he does choose to come back. So, why should he settle for anything less than he believes he's worth? even especially if it won't amount to any type of upward, upwards trajectory in that sense at all. Also, like, talking about maybe not even winning a fight, look at Henry Cejudo. He returned after about three years, lost horribly. Ring rust is a real thing. Connor has to be, even though he's in spectacular shape, he looks probably better than he ever has in his career, is definitely aware of this as well. Finally, this is the fight business. You cannot compare sports greats like LeBron James, like we just said, Tom Brady, or even Tiger Woods for that matter, to Conor McGregor, because these are some guys who stick around for much longer than most other athletes, I would say, because of their love for the game. They're special. They know this. They don't want to walk away without accomplishing every last possible thing that they can. But the sports that they're playing, I mean, let's compare golf to fighting. You really can't. You're swinging a golf club. No one's even close to you. Uh, it's completely quiet on the golf course. It's a very fun, relaxed sport. The UFC, the fight game, absolutely nothing like that. Conor McGregor is quite literally signing up to get punched in the face and possibly knocked out in this return fight. So if the money isn't right, it doesn't make sense for him. And I completely agree with that. We're all going to be sad to not see Conor McGregor return to action, but we get it, right? It makes complete sense. And it's clear by Dana White's response after UFC 298 that he obviously gets it as well. Okay, now, meanwhile, there's another Irishman in the UFC who is making some headlines of his own. That would be Ian Gary, who now is coming out in a very bold way, saying he wants to beat the crap out of MAGA supporter Colby Covington, uh, while someone very, very particular is in the audience watching. Here's what Ian Gary had to say. All the he will have said leading up to that fight, I'll talk to him when I beat the out of him in an octagon. If Trump's in, 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 in attendance, I will drag Kobe in front of Trump and I will beat the mouth off him. And I'll say, this is what you've created. Boom. This is MAGA. Boom. I was like, it's no more. Get rid of him. Get him out of the UFC. I will silence Kobe Covington. I will hit him so hard he never speaks again. And when he loses to someone like me, a young prospect, he's going to go, all right. Okay, so we know who he wants in the audience. Obviously, Donald Trump is exactly who he wants to be there when he claims he's going to 
beat the hell out of Colby Covington, which would be very interesting and probably unlikely to see. Uh, but let's bring in someone who can comment further. Uh, he just dropped an article on this very news on Outkick.com. So let's go ahead and bring in Mike Gunzelman. Hello, my friend. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Oh, crazy, crazy times, obviously. Yeah, this, um, you, you know, it's interesting. First off, I don't know if we ever see Connor again. And that's very frustrating. I do agree with you on that because I, I am a, a Connor stan, if you would. Um, you know, I loved, I saw him at Madison Square Garden when he won the first belt and just, and, and just more of that. But uh, that is, it is interesting. Yeah. I think he's going to command a ton of money and, you know, looking out, he made almost a hundred million when he fought Floyd Mayweather, fought Floyd Mayweather. He's going to, he's so cocky that he's just going to ask for an absorbent amount of money. So I don't know if we ever get to see him again. And that is extremely frustrating, but he's getting up there in age. And um, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's sad to see, but then you've got somebody like this. It's asking guy. a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 asking a lot, but just to show the Connor legacy, you got somebody like this Ian Gary who's trying to be a Connor clone, and uh it's not working out the best that it could because the thing with Connor and many of these uh you know, you know the deal, it's the fight game. It, you know, it's much of a hype as much it, the buildup and the hype is nearly as important as much as the action in the actual octagon, if you would, because the whole point is to mm -hmm. sell tickets and to build up the hype. But Build a, yeah, build a storyline for sure. Build a storyline. The thing is, he just comes across as a punk. I hate this guy. And I guarantee that the Alkic audience, the more that you hear from Ian Gary, you're going to hate him. And now he's taking on like a typical... But doesn't, that, but doesn't that also... Doesn't sometimes yeah. building hate equate to the same thing as building love among... Audience members, right? If you're storing up some type of emotion, better than nothing at all, correct? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole, it, it's just like professional wrestling, if you would. The whole point is to, uh, you know, kind of bring in some sort of emotion. But what's interesting with him, though, is he is now taking on, like, a typical European that hates America. He's now going against Trump, called out Trump, called out MAGA, called out Kobe Covington, and... I think that it's going to go bad for him, Charlie. <laughs> I think it's not going to go too well for this Ian Gary person, just based on his performance inside. Listen, it's just another person that is desperate to call out Donald Trump just because they want eyeballs. All right. That's clearly what is happening here. It's like the Biden administration just desperate to go after Trump for every little thing. That is what you're doing. You're trying to jump on board the Trump bandwagon, if you would. You always go after, you know, the quote unquote king or whoever it might be. But at this point, it is Donald Trump here, which is what, uh, you know, which is what he's trying to evoke or, you know, kind of go after right now with that MAGA audience. But uh, Ian Gary, I, I think you might just have to simmer down a bit. Because I don't think you beat Colby Covington. And I hope Colby takes on this fight because it would be must tune in just to see the battle, just to see uh, just to see what would happen to Ian Gary at the hands of Colby Covington. Yeah, it would be interesting. I'm not exactly sure that Colby Covington will even respond to this. Um, this kind of seems like something that he just knows is more of a baiting type tactic. Yes. Uh, but it's obvious what Ian Gary is trying to do. I mean, just imagine the audience when Trump is there, right? Like Trump goes to the biggest fights. He goes to Madison Square Garden in November. He'll probably be at UFC 300 in Vegas this oh, summer. Yeah. Uh, he'll probably he'll probably be around during International Fight Week. You know, these are the biggest drawing crowds. And I'm sure Ian Gary would love nothing more than to be featured 
during one of these on one of these cards where you have the most eyeballs, whether it be in house or around the world watching. So, an interesting tactic. I I, I appreciate what he's trying to do, um, how he's trying to build his persona and uh, his stature within the UFC. But I just I just don't personally probably see it happening. No, it, it, I th- the word that you said is exactly right. It's called baiting. He's trying to bait. He's trying to ride on, you know, Connor's co- coattails, if you would. He's, but there's a way to do that. And I feel like this younger generation, you know, he is young. Uh, it just doesn't fully know how to do it. That you, Not that he can't, he hasn't been able to back it up because he has been, you know, he is undefeated, quote unquote. But, you know, he's the type of guy that said literally leading up this past weekend that he didn't know if he could go back to Ireland because it's going to be too big to fight in his home country. Like, really, dude, like, 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 calm down, because now you're even going against your own people already. So it is uh, it it should be interesting to see. It's good. The articles uh, I delve more into this on the outkick.com article that the uh, audience can go and read. But it's definitely a name to keep. To keep an eye on, because you're going to hear more about him. But the more he talks, the more ridiculous he sounds. He's like one of those people just in like in high school that, you you know, just just chirp, 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 chirp. And you're just like, finally, karma's going to catch up to them. And it's going to happen to probably Ian Gary sooner than later. He didn't even win this past weekend after talking so much. And as we know, the thing with Connor is he delivered. He delivered for over a decade when it came to it. Double champ, not one belt, but two belts at the same time. You have to be able to yeah, back it up. First to do it. Yeah. First time, first one to do it. You have to be able to back it up. But if he's starting to go after MAGA now and in the Trump lead up, you can see what he's doing. Don't get suckered in. Don't get suckered in. Although I would like Colby to at least respond and be like, dude, you're nobody. Like win like 20 not more worth, fights. Yeah, not worth my time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, before I let you go, do you believe that we're gonna see uh, another glimpse of Conor McGregor? Um before he decides to officially hang it up. I, I God, I hope to God we do. I mean, the only thing, the only reason, the, the, what I really think that could possibly happen is because he has been training and you know the deal. It's like, if you're going to put in that effort to train and to continue to remain in shape, you hope it's for something. I feel like, he, you know, I don't really, I love Dana. I love Dana White, but I don't really take too much stock in what he says anymore publicly about Connor because he said so many different things throughout the last couple months. I don't even know Dana knows what Connor wants. Um, I just got, it reminds me of what I used to say about Pat McAfee. ESPN needs Pat McAfee more than Pat McAfee needs ESPN. Conor McGregor doesn't need the UFC. Conor McGregor is set for life. He's already gotten to that standard. He's not going to get any bigger. If anything, it would just be about his own mixed martial arts legacy. And I would hope that somebody that's devoted 20 plus years of their life would want to at least go out the right way. But it's also Conor. And if we've learned anything about Conor, he's unhinged. You have no idea what to expect. Um, I hope to God we see Conor McGregor, but uh, it's... It's like trying to bet on the 49ers against the Chiefs. It did, didn't turn out too well. So. Yeah. It, so far, it hasn't worked out well for him, huh? Zero, zero for two there. And, yeah, I think, Connor, uh, if the money's not right, probably uh, going to have to keep holding our breaths, and that may take the rest of our lives. So, Guns, thank you so much. Always good to see you again. Go check out his article Thanks. on Outkick.com. And I'm sure many more uh, gems to be dropped yeah. later this week in the next following. Yes, and also by Ian Gary. I'm going to listen, Ian Gary. I got you. 
Um, you're on my radar right now, and it's not going to turn out well. Come to the United States. Let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> also, I'll meet you in New York City, bro. Come on now. I'm going to be Yeah, maybe Guns and Ian Gary will fight instead outkick. of Colby and Ian. Yeah, yeah exactly. Amazing. Or Guns, you. thank you. Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. Okay, everyone. I don't know what your plans were for lunch, but if you were intending on going to Chipotle, it might be time to find a new favorite lunch spot because not only, let me just mention to you, you might not be aware, Chipotle uses seed oil, so I already am out on the fast food chain, uh, but they've also officially gone woke, writing up an employee who supposedly misgendered someone. So I'm gonna read you the original post. Uh, this was recently posted to Reddit and it has gotten so much attention since. And it is a 23-year-old who is in Reddit seeking advice. And they said, so I, a 23-year-old college student, have worked at Chipotle for almost a year now. And I would say I'm known for being pretty friendly, I guess. But I was recently training a new hire, somebody I've never met before in my life, mind that. And as I'm showing them how to set up line, I say, quote, oh, bro, we never move anything without gloves, end quote. And they snap at me and say, quote, my pronouns are they slash them, use them correctly, or don't talk to me. As I take a step back and go through my day without speaking to the little bleep, three hours into my shift, my GM pulls me into the little office saying I've been reported to him by the little bleep for, quote, misgendering harassment, and that his hands are tied, and I have to receive a full-ass write-up. Like, I'm not tripping, right? Should I just quit or what because WTF? Uh, okay, so this was the original post on Reddit. Well, after conservative political commentator Nick Adams caught wind of this, he reposted the Reddit incident along with his reaction, and it went absolutely viral. Watch this. G'day, guys. Nick Adams here outside Chipotle. Chipotle has gone woke. Chipotle embodies the worst of the DEI woke BS in our society. Today it emerged that a 23-year-old alpha male was written up for apparently misgendering some person he was training. Well, alpha males stand in solidarity. This will not stand. Qdoba and Moe's are a million times better than Chipotle anyway. The boycott boys begins right now and now joining me that guy with that epic burrito slam we've got nick adams joining the show to weigh in on the controversy nick hello good morning thank you for being here uh what a video that was what kind of reaction have you gotten since posting that uh, not only being, you know, having a flair for the dramatics, which of course I appreciate, but also calling for a Chipotle boycott. Well, good morning, Charlie. It's great to be with you and all of your viewers. Look, the video went massively viral, as you point out. I've had lots of people that have asked me to apologize. And of course, that's never going to happen. I've had lots of people request that the boycott end immediately. And that's certainly not going to happen. In fact, I did a double down video yesterday outside Moe's, one of Chipotle's competitors. And I'm very, very passionate 
about this, Charlie, if you couldn't tell. I think it's high time that we stand up to woke Chipotle for what they've done to this poor 23-year-old, young, friendly alpha male who was just doing his job. If we don't stand up, then we're just going to get run over. And uh, I'm glad that the seed oil did it for you. This uh, DEI woke <laughs> stuff has done it for me. Um, Chipotle, Chipotle doesn't crack my tractor. Uh, so how did you initially get, like, I, I, like, find this post? Because it was it was in a Reddit category. Did you happen to come across it just randomly or did someone point it out to you? How did that come about? Charlie, I found it randomly. It just kind of appeared out of nowhere and I had a good look at it. And then, of course, as is always warranted, I made sure I conducted a, as thorough an investigation as I possibly could. And from what I could tell, it was certainly something that appeared to be true. And so, as all alpha males should, I took swift action. Uh, I totally agree. I'm on board with the alpha males, uh, that whole uh, the camp uh, I'm in full support of. Talk to me about this whole alpha male mentality that you embrace and have put forth in this video, because I've heard it now from you a couple of times. Well, Charlie, look, I, I want to be a voice for alpha males. I think that while lots of people in our society tell us that masculinity is toxic, I think it's actually the absence of masculinity that's toxic. And in an environment that is so anti-male, because of all the wokeness and the political correctness and all of the limp-wristed socialistic stuff that sadly has become so rife throughout our society, I want to be a voice for young men everywhere. And I wanted to be a voice for this young Chipotle employee that was hard done by. I wanted to expose this fast food chain for their wokeness. And let me be clear, Charlie, I'm a very, very fair person. There are a few simple things. I mean, I'm, we're de I'm demanding reparations for alpha males everywhere, but... <laughs> There are only a few things that, that Chipotle needs to do. Uh, number one, they need to end Taco Tuesday permanently everywhere. Number two, there needs to be sensitivity training for all Chipotle employees and management on how to accommodate alpha males. Number three, there has to be double protein for all alpha males in sweaty gym attire. And number four. I like that. 4.7% of all 2024 profits for Chipotle this year need to go to the Trump Legal Defense Fund. If all of that happens, the boycott will be over. Well, I could say I'm totally on board with you there, and I already knew where you were going with the 4.7%. Uh, that did not uh, escape me uh, before you even went on to explain. Uh, did you actually end up hearing from the 23-year-old who posted in the Reddit forum, has he reached out to you yet? Not yet, Charlie. I hope he does. Yeah, that would be that would be phenomenal. Uh, because in fact, I'm actually a little disturbed that he was written up for using the word bro, which by the way, bro is a common term of, I'll call yeah. it endearment among different types of people. I mean, I call certain people bro. I've called a girl, one of my girlfriends bro before. 
And uh, I don't think there was any issue there. I think it's like a commonly used term that's thrown out. Uh, but I'm also concerned that the trainee wasn't written up for not using gloves to prepare the food. So it's kind of my take on it. I'm with you, Charlie, 100%. I think it, the inverse should have happened that happened. It should have been this train trainee that should have been written up. This young man should have been given a pat on the back. He was just doing his job by all accounts. He's friendly. He's nice. And yep. it's just sad. And he's upholding Chipotle standards, right? Very much they should so. Want, they should want employees like him. He should be employee of um, the okay, month. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. Let's try to reverse course and not only get this write-up, take it away, uh, but maybe get this guy Chipotle of the month, employee of the month, or, you know what, maybe we just, he says goodbye to this job, hello to another, in there, he's really, you know, put on a pedestal and treated as an alpha male should be treated. Uh, Nick, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Trump's defense and how, you know, things are looking a little grim for him right now. I mean, not not so much in the actual sense, but um, he was just uh, fined three hundred fifty five million dollars, as we know, in that New York civil suit. Uh, but one thing that is going his way and we can be proud of this. He just dropped a sneaker line. He is the first president or former president to drop a sneaker line. And it is quite the opposite of go woke, go broke, because these shoes sold out within a day. Uh, there were a thousand pairs that were released, 399 a pop, and people couldn't get enough of them. Have you taken a look at these shoes yet, Nick? Oh, absolutely. I've got three pairs myself, Charlie. I don't muck around. I'm sorry, three? Comes not. Absolutely. That's the max that you could get. Three of them. Wow! Wow! So you Almost were on it. So what bucks. was what was the process like? Did you have to jump? Did you have to jump online like right away and make sure to like they were for you? Remember like the um, what were the the Nike sneakers that everyone wanted at certain points in time and they would have the certain drops? Was it the same with yeah, these sneakers? Yeah. Like you had to get on at the exact second? I had to swoop in there, Charlie, quicker than any wild animal to get those. But I'm very happy that I did. <laughs> Uh, because they are the hottest clothing item of any kind imaginable. Gold, you'd love them. Oh, I'm I'm sure I would love them. I mean, I already love them just by seeing them on my on my phone screen and computer screen. Um, okay, so you have three pair. What are you intending to do with them? Are you going to wear one pair? Are you going to keep another in a glass case? Are you going to save another for your future kids? Like, what's the plan? It's a very good question. I don't know. I'm sure that there's lots of. Uh, ladies around the place that would like those shoes to be in certain places, but I I really don't know yet. I'm certainly going to be preserving one pair, I think, for eternity. And then the other two, well, we'll just have to see, Charlie, what opportunities arise. I won't be taking them to New York, Ooh, though. Okay, I like it. Yeah, you. here's the thing. Yes, do not wear them here in New York because <laughs> you will – inevitably step in something you don't want to step in uh, because that's just what New York is these days. And uh, the shoes would be, you know, potentially ruined forever. So just make sure you do not wear them if you decide to make a visit to New York. And by the way, Nick, where are you? Where do you live? I live in Florida. I'm on the West Coast of Florida. Florida, lucky you. Hey, lucky me. Lucky no, you. No I, am, I am jealous. Uh, well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. I so appreciate it. And keep doing your thing. Uh, I look forward to seeing how the Chipotle boycott calls end up working out and see if 
people are actually listening because I hope they are uh, after something like this happens. Charlie, it's been a pleasure. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. Okay, everyone. Well, I just mentioned the uh, the state that New York is in. I have been out of town uh, since last Thursday. I just got back last night. Uh, still a little bit jet lagged because I was on the West Coast. I was in Colorado, uh, which, as everyone knows, two hours behind. Uh, so right now, my body thinks it's six thirty in the morning. Uh, but anyways. Just take a look at this winter wonderland. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. I was in Vail, and it really, truly, it felt like I was in some type of book. Completely clean, the nicest people, the snow was falling, the air was fresh. I was on the top of a mountain. Uh, I really had no complaints. It was phenomenal, and one thing that stuck out to me was when I was walking around, look, look at me, don't I look so cute in my ski goggles? Those are brand new. Uh, I had so much fun. But one thing that really stuck out to me when I was in Vail was there were no homeless people. None. Zero. Not one homeless person. I did not see one homeless person while I was in Vail. It was completely clean. Like I said, beautiful, refreshing. Uh, and then I get back to New York last night. I get to the airport, complete congestion, uh, you know, just smog. The air felt like I was, you know, getting like choked up, breathing it in. And then of course, you know, taking my dog on a walk when I got home last night, ran into several homeless people on the street. So clearly a much different situation going on in Vail, Colorado than here in New York City. But then it was brought to my attention that one of the reasons that a lot of homeless people or no homeless people for that matter decide to reside in Vail is because there are no services for them. There are no shelters. There are no benefits. There are nothing like they put in place here in New York so that homeless people decide to come here in droves, along with, of course, the illegal immigrants as well. That stuff does not exist in Vail, Colorado. One reason uh, why it continually gets pushed through my mind, why am I still living in New York City? That is a question I often ask myself. It's unbelievably expensive, uh, and you're definitely not getting the bang for your buck. But just to touch on my ski experience before I let you all go, this girl right here, she was hitting the black slopes. Not all the time. Now, there are different calibers and levels of, of blacks uh, that you can embark on. But I will say, I was very impressed with my skiing. I was very happy with it. And uh, I cannot wait to go back again soon. But I'm also happy to be here back in studio with all of you. So uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Another show coming your way tomorrow, as always. So make sure you are getting ready for that one. In the meantime, make sure to follow me on social media at Charlie on TV. And with that, everyone have a fantastic Wednesday and I will see you tomorrow.